0: what are you listening to what are you listening, what are
1: you listening to the get to know, podcast. Get to know. You're listening to... what's happening people this is Liam and you're locked into the get to know podcast if you're listening right now big up yourself I appreciate you Shout out to all the people following the socials, shout out the SoundCloud listenership and shout out all the new listeners, you Man's recently started the YouTube channel, so I'm going to need you to follow that because right now the follower count is quite low, but the first follower, man like Ben, big up yourself, so just search get to know podcast, you will find me or you can just click on the link in my link tree on uh, various profiles on social media. Yeah, so today is part two of getting to know Jim Horry. Man, like, so if you thought part one was good, geez, yeah, man, this one, this one's a belter still, I can't lie. So we talk about the Magna Carta in particular article 61 there's been a lot of talk of that recently Uh, we talk about common law what your rights are as a citizen of this country there's more astrology talk and i will be going through the results of my natal chart and we'll see how jim gets on in the astrology trivia section so yeah a lot to look forward to Um, what i will say is that when we talk about Babylon? That just means <laughs> it means the authorities, you know, the government, police, etc. Because that term um, is going to be used a lot, but yeah, man, I hope you enjoy this because I definitely did.
0: I've never met anyone that doesn't perfectly match their birth chart because it's because it's not physically possible to do that either. Um, you can tell when someone's suppressed, like when someone's not really operating their their true essence, like operating at their full potential. You can see when they're 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 like re- repressing themselves. Maybe if they've got like a very strict family, they'll be kind of operating in that family structure more so. But. There will be there will be a level of repression there, um, and you'll see little signs of their birth chart coming out, but you know that they're not operating to their truest expression of themselves. All right, cool. Because you know
1: what, I did a bit of research. Because I guess something that you said earlier, which is I think is bang on, is that um, people see astrology as kind of just like horoscopes in newspapers and mag- magazines and star signs, but really that's not even the tip of the iceberg. And yeah, I I think that's maybe why people are sceptic, and I I guess I, w- I was like that as well. So I guess I've had a look at you know online just to see you know what the, if there's any science behind it, and I found some interesting stuff. So uh, one thing that I found there was so, in t- there was a study in two thousand and three. So there was a professor, uh, Ivan Kelly, and there was, he did this with uh, a man called Jeffrey Dean. Uh, are you familiar with Jeffrey Dean by any chance? No no nope, never heard of him man so funny enough he was an astrologer but then he became a skeptic and then he wrote he wrote loads of papers on it and there was a 2003 study uh, that they did and basically it compared the results of personality uh, trait tests of over 2000 time twins yeah so the, you know people that are you know born within minutes of each other yeah. and well basically the conclusion was basically i'll read it out so it said our concern in this article has been to measure the performance of astrology and astrologers a large-scale test of time twins involving more than 100 cognitive behavioral physical and other variables found no hint of support for the claims of astrology Uh, if astrologers could perform better than chance this might support their claim that reading specifics from birth charts depends on psychic ability and transcendent reality related to consciousness but tests incomparably more powerful than those available to the agents have failed to find effect sizes beyond those due to non-astrological factors such as statistical artifacts and inferential biases so that's kind of i guess it out well it's against uh, astrology that, that's what the deep the research said but I also found something else that was quite interesting and um, this is on psychology today it all started with schizophrenia some scientists noticed that schizophrenics were more likely to, than others to have February birthdays also January and March birthdays it wasn't a huge effect but it was statistically significant nonetheless and schizophrenia definitely affects your personality And then scientists found the same for bipolar disorder. Uh, Winter and early spring birthdays have it the worst. They also noticed that the incidence of these diseases was particularly low for people who were born in the late summer and early fall. Suicidality, which closely tracks mental illness, appears to be strongest for April uh, through June birthdays. And dyslexia may be strongest in the summer babies. So, some, some really interesting stuff there, don't you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, personally, um, I know of about three sets of twins. Um, and, obviously, twins I find extremely interesting um, when it comes to astrology. And because, like... <clears throat> so, the way I will describe it is... The birth chart is like an energy. Um, It's like an energy that you express yourself with. Um, And some twins like to maybe kind of be different to each other. They like to try and express their individuality because they they, they find it. They find that they've, 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 they've come across restrictions in the way people see them. And they they like to try and be different in their approach, but their approach will appear different. But the way that they kind of are, is the same, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, I've always noticed the similarities from an outside perspective, whereas from an inside perspective, these twins think they're totally different from each other. But really, they're actually not. They're actually very, very similar in the way that they think, the way that they communicate, their emotional reactions and all sorts of things like that. Um, But, yeah, it doesn't mean that it's going to be because basically... it's not gonna create the same person do you know what I mean like that that's that's kind of not what astrology says it's just the energy in which you express yourself or the 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 energy or the essence of what you are um and 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 stuff like that so yeah i mean yeah that there, there's a lot of things out there to kind of disprove spirituality when you look on the internet and and stuff like that um because in this society that we live in it's very logic focused um, and it's very based around the five human senses. um, Because I think there has been an outright war from the beginning of this Western Babylonian takeover. There's been a war on human consciousness. We've actually regressed in terms of our our spiritual abilities. And they've kind of convinced us that we're this like shitting, pissing biological creature. And we were born and then we die and then that's it. And we just have this one life. Um, but for millions of years, <laughs> we never had those beliefs. Uh, like if you look at ancient Egyptians, which were far more advanced than we are right now, because like I said, we've regressed. Babylon, the system would like us to think that we've progressed and progressed and progressed. And now we're here. And we're at the pinnacle of that we've ever been at. And, you know, science is total law and anything else is mumbo jumbo, airy fairy nonsense. And um, you mentioned actually schizophrenia. Now, schizophrenia in the UK is demonised. It's shunned upon. It's people are called crazy wacky they speak to walls they see things that are not there Um, but if you were to go to an African tribe the person with schizophrenia would be the shaman of the village Um, and they would see things before they happen. there's a guy on uh, he's done a TED talk actually it's really interesting really interesting it's called um, psychosis or spiritual awakening um, now, psychosis and schizophrenia happen at around 25 years old or just earlier. It's early 20s, late teens. Um, and this guy, he's, he's gone around uh, different African tribes studying them because we got to remember that African tribes that are still in that very tribal life, they're very, very in touch with spirits. They look at life totally differently to us. They don't look at death like the end. They celebrate death. They put the youngest and the oldest together in the African tribes and and because this person's just come out of the spirit realm and this person's just about to return to it and they see it as like kind of like a mingling of, of, of spirit and, and physic physical body. Um but yeah, I'm digressing a little bit. So in these African tribes, this, this guy is, is like he's is told you know, uh, we, we've we seen you. We we knew you were going to come um, and you were going to try and take photos of us um, without us knowing because he's a photographer or a filmmaker. And he's like, but I haven't done that. And he and he, and, and he hasn't he hadn't done that at this point. Uh, but later on in his trip, he found himself taking photos of them or trying to film them secretly um, without them knowing. <laughs> So they'd actually seen this event happen before before it's happened basically and and this is this is not like wacky like out there theories it's just we're taught that they are um so in in the in these tribes where where um people are going through these episodes they're very confused, maybe having delusions and visions and outside information coming in that they're not used to with the physical senses they would then be guided through this episode in their life for 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 12 months, 2 years by the elder village shaman who's already been through this and already been shown by the shaman before him and he will guide him through this and he'll show him how to integrate this and how to use these powers because the these are gifts, these people are gifted. It's just in this in in this Babylonian western society they want us devoid of any type of spiritual connection. Everything that they do pretty much is a war on our consciousness, and it's to get us to operate from our lowest vibration, which is fear. Every single detail of our life is controlled by fear. Money is controlled by fear. Bills are controlled by fear. This is why we'd never read. And, and you'll know you're from Wolverhampton. We're, in Wolves, we are really, really fearful people. You come back and you get the fear. It's like a wave. It's like, oh, just get off me. Get that off me! I've done so. I've worked so hard to get that off me. I don't want you putting your fear on me. And the, it's just a perfect amalgamation of what Western society is. It's just totally fear-based, and it's to get us operating from that low, fearful, really like sick, sick um, consciousness, that vibration. Because everything's vibration in this universe, and what fear is the lowest vibration that you can be operating from. And everything that Babylon do is to operate from fear, wars, famines, poverty, bills. Oh, we've got to pay for existence. No, we don't have to pay for existence. Fuck off. I don't have to pay to live. There's not another animal on this planet that has to pay to live. But yeah, in these in these tribes, um, they're guided through these episodes, basically, and over here we call them wacky. We put them in institutes. We drug them beyond belief to the point where they can't even get to the point of it being a gift because they're still in that confusion state then they've got no one to guide them through it um yeah it's just <laughs> totally backwards i i know of a girl personally who when she was 13 years old or 14 could have been could have, it's either 14 or 16 it's around that age basically her two nans had died um and she she got visited by her two nuns um their spirit anyway they would they passed on and she got visited by these two their two her two nuns in her physical body she's she is um, a medium, a, a spiritual medium um she has spirits come to her all the time and I, I know this girl personally and she's not a bullshitter she doesn't tell anyone about it because she doesn't want to be ostracized um but she's also channeled my friend's dad and she's never met my friend's dad um and she's 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 my physical proof of spirituality basically because i know personally i know that no one listening to this and you personally haven't had this realization that she's speaking facts but i'm a very skeptical guy um so i've had my my personal physical proof through her uh and just through my own learning and watching and reading and looking up near-death experiences and stuff i've kind of like built this perspective that babylon have really tried to shelter us away from of okay they've just trapped us in this they've just trapped us in whatever this is they've taught us that this is what life is and that's how their system works so when i see these like scientifical like papers and and stuff like that around like disproving things that i know to be true personally from my realizations i just kind of think who got paid for that who Who got paid for that? What were they paid? What was the agreement because just 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 from my own personal work around like astrology and stuff, like I can tell someone about the deepest darkest parts of their psyche um and they're like fucking mind blown every single time, and I'm just pretty much telling them the the most basic stuff that I can see from the chart um so, yeah, um, there's there's always going to be people trying to disprove it or scientific papers trying to disprove it. The twin one, personally, I do find interesting, but I also find that it's just... They've, they've got the same energy, but they're expressing it differently. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you meet a gem, two Geminis with the same moon sign, they'll be similar, but they're going about life in different ways. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, now I get you. You're listening to the Get to Know podcast. So, talk to me about um, you know the start of Dawn of a Career. how that happened and, and it has been so far.
0: So, Rafaro started it um, before I even knew her really, um, and it was going well for her. Um, she she had these sick t-shirts, man. There are sick colours, sick embroidered designs, just look, just look really good, Really, she's like a very visual person. So how long yeah, well, ago was this? This was, I think she started it around the same time as I started my first business, maybe just after. Um, yeah, it started as, as t-shirts, um, really cool design, uh, pretty cool looking website but I think what she lacks, what, what I lack in creativity, she makes up for, and what she lacks in business, I make up for. So we kind of like a, a good like combination, basically, because <clears throat> I've got the analytical, money-wise, rational, the cash flow's got to be there, perspective, and she's got that creative direction. Um, so she had some good designs, but the business side of things was kind of, it needed improvement basically. Um, So at first I was just helping her out. Um, I'd give her like weekly mentoring sessions um, where I would mentor her, give her tasks for the week um, and just, just basically give her a little bit of guidance to build her entrepreneurial mindset. Um, in the way that I'd had to build mine, or the way I, the way because my mind is naturally pretty like that anyway. So like I'm pretty gifted in that area, um, pretty analytical, figures, statistics, Virgo antics. It's very Virgo. Um, <clears throat> very. So so I would kind of just like plant seeds and give her tasks to do, and give her like things that she needs to tick off, and things that she needs to work on, and things that she needs to really be thinking about. Uh, and then it just slowly progressed to me then becoming a co-founder. Um, and together we've 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 had two websites made. She's really good at the hard work. I'm very ADHD, scattered focus, so she's really good at taking my ideas because I'm good for the ideas. Like the ideas just come to me. I've got about thirty business ideas in my phone, and they're they're always just coming to me. Always, I just get little random sparks of ideas and they're sick ideas but sometimes i can like kind of get sidetracked or if it's not something that's really sparking me like i can kind of like falter on the on the on the, the focus whereas she is very driven she will do she outworks anyone that i know she will work harder than anyone that i know she'll go from 6 in the morning to 12 at night she'll wake up at 6 the next morning to 12 at night it is to a fault do you know what i mean she, i don't think she understands like of like you've got to like maintain your energy you've got to work on your breaks you've got to like prioritize like you having breaks to get more out of the sessions but honestly when it comes to like straight focus she's like the juror cell bunny she will just go and go and go and go and go and that's another way that we complement each other pretty well as well so i'll have these ideas and then she'll go off and like Put in the real groundwork, but really the ideas would never come to fruition without her hard work, do you know what I mean? Um, she she really does drive home the hard work. Um, sometimes I feel guilty, well, most of the time I feel guilty. I'm like, wow, I haven't even really done much, and she's just smashed it. Um, so yeah, we started, well, I started in the business probably at the beginning, no, the end of last year, the end of 2019. Um, and we've just been slowly building from there really we've had to get a new supplier this year because we had some really uh, challenging times with the supplier They would be not sending orders out they would oh gosh honestly operating through a third party sometimes can be very sticky um, very that 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 can be the hardest part of business I, I find um, the third parties that you have to deal with you have to trust them you have to really you have to really kind of gel in a professional way with them um, and I just don't think they were showing us enough respect yeah and enough um, and enough prioritization I think they were putting other clients before us and so we've had to get a new supplier this 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 year the back end of this year so that's put that's kind of thrown a spanner in the works because um, we've had to redesign the whole website um, Re like redo loads of sku codes i'm talking thousands of codes on these on these um on these 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 products because each product's got a different code we've got 12 signs so that's already 12 products for one one size we've got loads of designs um loads of sizes and then you've got to multiply it by 12 we've done thousands and thousands of individual little codes and it's been very painstaking laborious work Um, and we're just out the other side of that now Um, we've just launched personal personal chart readings as well Um, just because we've noticed in the spiritual industry there's a lot of charlatans giving pretty airy-fairy nonsense readings Um, not really helping people and being customer focused the way that they should be and Yeah, we've just launched chart readings to kind of counteract that really. We really wanna give value to our customers. The shared shared mission is to help people gain a deeper understanding of themselves. Uh, We've got plans for a book um, in the the coming years on how to kind of unpick what society has told you to be or your family's told you to be and really dig into who you are as a person and, and how you can really operate from your power um, and, and and really go in a direction of what you're actually compatible for because we've got people out here this is how babylon have got us as well this isn't through anyone's fault we've got people out here doing nursing jobs when they're not that compassionate and they don't really care about people they'd rather be creating something artistic or something something like entertaining or you know their their purpose is different but because we're all like this cookie cutter version of life we've got people doing things that they're not really suited for um you've probably dealt with a lot of people um and you just think and you think to yourself as you're dealing with them like why are you doing this especially a lot of business owners why why are you doing this this isn't where you're operating from your best you're you're probably more towards like humanitarian causes or something but because babylon's put this whole like businessman at the top of the chain look up to them like everyone wants to be that but are you suited to it though do you know what i mean like are you is that where you're best expressed um so yeah we're kind of like coming from the perspective of we want people to really achieve what their best version of themselves is and what they're really suited for this is iman lake and you're listening to the get to know podcast
1: So uh, how has running this business, um, how's
0: the experience compared to running Meat Free Meals? It's been totally different to be fair. Um, Because Meat Free Meals, I had a lot of physical work to do, like a lot of cooking, because I was like, a one-man band, I was doing everything, the website, everything. There was always something to really, like I knew what I was doing, it was physical, it was, I've got to cook these meals, get them out, send them out, print off the labels, sort out the tracking it was very like kind of laid out it was very kind of flowed easier but whereas this one it's totally e-commerce totally online there's not a lot of physical work bar like laptop stuff Um, and i find that sometimes is a bit of a struggle because sometimes you just sat there and you're thinking i know the stuff that needs to be done because we're not really making a million pound a month Um, but what is it that's going to get me to the next level? It's a lot of like kind of using the human mind to integrate with technology and integrate with algorithms and there's a lot of stuff that's got to be done but it's hard to really prioritise and think about the the real plan to it because it kind of doesn't make that much sense to us because it's e-commerce, it's different it's kind of not like human if you know what I mean. Um, so it's kind of really it, it can be a bit difficult to really like know you're going in the right direction sometimes. Um, so yeah, that that's been a that's been a big difference, definitely. Definitely.
1: In the notes shed of late you've been, you know, looking into Magna Carta a lot. Can you talk to me a little bit about that and how um you know how it can be used? Yep,
0: yeah, so <clears throat> as you know We're going through some pretty draconian um, totalitarian times where the government are imposing some really unjustifiable, unbackable restrictions upon the entire world. Um, And because people are uneducated around their actual power in society and where they actually fit into these power structures Um, people just blindly are accepting that what the government tell us we've got to do um, and that's not actually true Um, so when you when you dig in and you realize common law And especially the Magna Carta, because that's where common law derived from. Um, You realize that we actually are as high as Boris Johnson in terms of the pecking order. Um, And that's gonna be a big shock to a lot of people. And it's kind of gonna invoke a reaction of this guy is chatting shit. But I'm actually not chatting shit. Like I'm I'm speaking straight facts here what people need to remember is the people created government so the government can never be above its creator we are governed by consent people don't even people don't know that one people don't know that we're governed by consent Um, now the government the UK Parliament um, even the politicians and the political parties are private limited corporations basically, Um, so they're a service corporation that we pay for, Um, now another service corporation is McDonald's, so would you trust McDonald's staff to tell you to stay in your house, don't see your family, don't travel any further, Um, I mean this is aside from people's views on the virus, Um, that's a whole other story. This is just strictly talking power structures here. The government are a service corporation that the people have employed to do a job and their job is to govern, not to rule. So the government, I mean, if you dig into the terms of government, um, it it, it comes from the term mind control. um, But yeah, aside from stuff that people are going to think is a conspiracy theory, so the power structures that we have operating at the moment are head of state up here like uh, s- s- head secretaries of state here like political members here MPs then the people like po- police and then the people are right at the bottom that's what people think anyway but really the people are here the head of state is here um, and under that you've got like police and, and, and se- secretary of state. And so we're on, on levels with Boris Johnson in terms of pecking order and control. So, uh, and this is all a part of like gaining back our sovereignty as well. Um, Cause we are all sovereign beings um, from birth. This is how they, the, the whole system is based around corruption, deception and lies. Um, the the, the the current government are here treasonously um, and they're here illegally, but we wouldn't be told that. So don't go on to Google expecting Google to tell you, but I'm telling you now. The, the the government are here treasonously. They're here unlawfully and they are committing crimes against humanity on a daily basis and it's sickening. It is truly sickening the stuff that these corrupt, corrupt, rotten Paid out people are committing to the people on this world.
1: You're listening to the Get to Know Podcast. <laughs> I agree with that obviously they're committing crimes, and I, yeah I believe that completely, but could you just um, elaborate a bit more on the fact that they're here at, you know unlawfully?
0: yeah so basically the Magna Carta, we're going back 805 years now. the Magna Carta was created in 1215. Um, it wasn't made for the people, um, but it did have a clause. Um, and this is constitutional law. Nothing is higher than a constitution. Anything else the, the government cannot change a constitution because it, it was agreed upon by the collective of the United Kingdom back then. Um, so this is like as powerful as it gets in terms of laws. Now, parliament and government cannot change a constitution. They can only change acts and statutes and legislations that they've personally brought in. So that so government can change legislation that government created, but they cannot change the constitution because that needs a collective of the people to get together and say, OK, we're going to change it. It needs everyone to be involved. Um, so in 1215 Magna Carta, there is a clause called Article 61, which is... Uh, about lawful dissent. So lawful dissent is a person's right to disobey um, government structures uh, if there is treason being committed. So in 2001 um, And bear in mind bear in mind this people if you go on Google and you type in article 61 there's going to be article after article after article after article that tells you article 61 was taken out of the Magna Carta on in 1216 but if you remember what I said to you no Parliament no King no Queen can change a constitutional law they don't have the power to do that it's just not possible for them to do it so Unless the people have collectively got together and changed the Magna Carta, the original document still stands. So in 1216, they tried to take out Article 61 because they understood the power that it gave to the people with lawful dissent and treason. And we've been living under treason for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, So that in itself is a treasonous act in 1216, one year later to try and take out the treason clause to try and take out the the, the, the lawful descent clause. And they've done version after version after version of the Magna Carta. Um, but they can't change it. It's a constitution. <laughs> they, can't, they can't make a new version. It can't be Magna Carta 1297. It can't be Magna Carta 1301. It's 1215. That's the only one that exists. So <clears throat> Article 61 is lawful dissent, which is a right to dissent from government or parliament or whoever's committing treason um, if we get light of treason being committed. So, in 2001, um, a group, I think it was of 25 Barons, which are the Lords in the House of Lords, which are, I think it's about as high as it gets in terms of law uh, in the UK. A group of 25 Barons invoked Article 61 because of their awareness of the treason being committed in Parliament. I think this was around the time of um, the Iraq war, uh, around that time, 2001. A lot of crimes against humanity were about to become committed, but getting committed. um, Tony Blair himself tried to even take out treason as a death penalty punishment um, from UK legislation, which he doesn't have the power to do, and it's a treasonous act to do in itself. So these these barons, there's 25 barons in 2001 invoked Article 61 of the Magna Carta. They gave the Queen 40 days to reply to their to their um basically their invocation of Article 61. Um, the Queen gave no reply, um, which in itself is a reply because if you don't reply it is a reply because you've been given the time to reply she would have received it it would have been recorded post recorded delivery so from then from 40 days after that so when she hadn't replied article 61 was already in power Um, and now that gives us the right to disobey all statutes and acts of parliament and stand under common law Um, Common law is common sense. It's it's human brain laws. So don't don't thieve, don't kill, don't injure, don't harm, don't cause any loss. Like don't steal. Do you know what I mean? And and don't breach the peace. So don't don't be causing ruckus in the street. Don't do these things that are very common sense, like very easy to grasp things to do. Don't do them because that is the law. That is common law. It's common sense. But. <coughs>
1: Does that have legal standing, though?
0: It has lawful standing, which is uh, above legal standing. So legal is based around the legal system. It's legislative. It's statutes and acts. And and uh, and that, that system in itself is based around coercion. Um, so Article 61 has lawful standing, yeah, and lawful is as high as it gets, not legal. Legal uh, requires you to... Um, represent your legal fiction in court. So your legal fiction is created when you were born. um, And it's your birth certificate. So when our parents unknowingly register us, because that's just what everyone does, they register us for birth. um, They're handing over ownership of you, us to the government and that birth certificate in itself is your legal fiction. So it will be Mr liam brown written in block capital letters um and that's not you no that's not me that's your straw man that's your legal fiction your legal identity but what the the coercion and the deception makes us believe that our name written in block capitals with a title at the beginning is us but it's actually completely separate identity it has no it's not a flesh and blood human being it's a dead entity and it's created alongside you at birth and we're coerced into believing that that is us. Um, So they use a a language called legalese. Uh, So Japanese, Chinese, legalese, right? Now this is where the deception gets interesting because legalese is English language. So, but but the, the words have totally different meanings. So for example, for a police officer says to you, do you understand? He's coercing you into standing under his authority. So it's all consent and contractual. So for you to say, I understand, you're verbally contracting with that police officer and saying, I stand under you. He's not saying, do you do you get me? Do you do you, do you, do you like does this does this make sense? He's saying, do you stand under me? Uh, because this is what in legalese terms, understand means. And when you get given a court summons, now we read a court letter and we think summons means fuck, I've got to go to court. But summons means it's an invitation. So you're being invited to court. Now, when there's an invitation, you have the opportunity to say no. And as someone that stands under common law and Article 61 of the Magna Carta, I will not go to court because in the court, when you go to court, that's their place of business because these courts are all private, limited corporations and you're going into their, their place of business to see how much money you owe them. You're not going there for a fair trial because a fair trial wouldn't come under the legal system because there's, there's no such thing as a fair trial in the UK at the moment in the current court system. There's, it, the rule of law is not there. Their whole system is based around deception and lies. There's no such thing as a a fair trial. In a fair trial, the judge has no authority over the the, the hearing. So in a fair trial, you are being tried by 12 of your peers. Now, obviously, you've got your 12 peers in a normal court hearing, normal, um, but it's not a fair trial. So in a fair trial, you get 12 people say you've committed the you've committed a crime or and this is in common law. This is you've caused injury to someone um, and these this this fair, this actual fair trial. If one person say 11 people think you're guilty beyond all reasonable doubt and one person doesn't you're not guilty. It needs to be totally synonymous. Every single person has to find you guilty and also in that guilty charge they have to think that you intentionally committed that crime. So you went there with malice, malicious intent in a real fair trial. Whereas in a trial that we have in these courts that are based around deception, lies and treason in these courts, we have 12 jurors and say two people disagreed. You, 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 you're not guilty, but but ten said you're guilty you're guilty. And then the judge sentences you. The judge <laughs> will sentence you and you'll have to go and spend your time in prison. So it's best that we don't go to these court hearings because you 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 give them a, a letter of um, conditional acceptance to whatever they say to you, basically. Um, so you'll say, I accept your offer under these conditions and it's condition number one you can prove to me that article 61 of the Magna Carta is not in effect condition number two that you personally have this authority to do this to me to to, to put me in this position and, and, and act under this which they don't um, and number three you know you, you can just throw something out there that you know that you can prove that that you're you're conversing with the flesh and blood, f- flesh and blood human being, and not my legal fiction, birth certificate, dead en- dead entity that you created at my birth. None of those things they can prove. And you say, I'll give you seven days to reply. Otherwise, um, it's we're going to throw it out, and uh, I don't accept your offer, and we'll call it call it quits there. And just for a bit of banter at the end, you can throw in, you know, this this legal fiction that you're trying to get me to represent it was dead when it was created it's not a living breathing human being um, and for any more coercions upon this name i will give you a hundred and pound fine um, payable in check whatever um, and once they start to get wind of okay this person's aware of the actual law this person's aware of the deception the coercion they're going to stop contacting you you've got to really like deep these truths for yourself because me just saying it to someone or me just saying it to you you're not going to be able to implement that because right now it's just words so you need the words along with the realization and the internal truth that this really 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 is right so you need to know it do you know what i mean knowing of it isn't going to be good enough so it's it's up to us as individuals to to like Educate ourselves around common law. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna suggest a few little things to to look up and to to join and to 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 help you like grow the knowledge base basically. Please do. So the first one is a Facebook group called um, Practical Lawful Dissent UK Canada and the Commonwealth. Uh, it's got about thirty five thousand uh, group members at the moment, and they are very very knowledgeable, very helpful, and you'll be able to find endless endless help and support and evidence and all sorts on that Facebook group alone. Um, another one is a YouTube video called straw man nature of the cage. Um, that's a two hour kind of like documentary around common law and how people have used it and implemented it in their actual lives and got mortgages written off and all sorts loans canceled everything. There's a guy on there who mentions, um, a £300,000 mortgage had to be written off because it was given illegally, something along those lines. Um, and another one is John Harris. Rest in peace. Big, big king in the uh, common law community. John Harris, it's an illusion. It's an illusion. It's about a 55 to one and a half hour video, depending on which one you click on. And he will talk you through the legalese stuff and how they coerce us and deceive us. And... Um, and what else? Yeah, I think that's about it. I think you should be able to be a, to get a pretty decent understanding of what that is uh, from those three things, definitely. Okay, thank you.
1: Because uh, I did I did some looking into Art School sixty one. Um, what I what I saw it was quite interesting because it said. Uh, so I went to fact sorry fullfacts org. So that's uh, an impartial charity which checks claims that have been made by the media and yeah yeah inverted commas yeah (laughs) yeah so it was interesting what it said about article 61 and the magna carta so what was claimed article 61 of magna carta allows for lawful dissent and rebellion it also means that businesses don't have to close under covid 19 regulations and then their verdict was that this is all incorrect clause 61 of the 1215 magna carta sets out rules for 25 specific barons so the ones that brought you know that signed it it did not allow the general population to rebel and it was also removed from subsequent versions of the document now something that you said earlier is that it couldn't be removed by governments so or could it be removed
0: by anyone no it can be but it needs every single person in this country to agree to it because it's a constitution it's 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 as high as it gets um and like i said man the deception is deep uh and a lot of these fact checker websites are if you look into who's funding them and you look into the 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 basis around them it's you'll always get yourself to some left-wing political organization always every single time um and it's always someone with an agenda and it's always linked to like bill and hillary clinton or someone that doesn't have the best interest of the people at heart um so yeah like like i say man the knowledge is in i mean the power is in like getting it in there for yourself and making these realizations because there's there's endless endless stuff on the internet disproving and making a good argument for how it can be disproved but i've got i've got about 30 different pdfs with pages upon pages upon pages of evidence um and real cold hard black and white evidence nothing airy fairy no nonsense um very very in-depth evidential cases where it's been used and invoked and, and all sorts man um and and if you yeah, if you look in the right places, you'll find that it that it could never be changed. It can't. It just couldn't be changed by any parliamentary figure, no king, no queen, no one could have changed it because it, it it's it's the constitution. A, a king, a parliament, a government body cannot change a constitution. They can only change laws and acts um, that they have created themselves. But remember, we are above the government. Um, they are our public servants, they are our—they're a service corporation for us. Um, but they will not in a million years let you catch wind of that because they don't want us being powerful, man. They want us to be weak, they want us to think that we're worth nothing, they want us to really never think that we can make a change, make a difference. And there's a lot of um, deceptive information on the internet and it's just about being able to discern... <clears throat> what was this person's intentions when they wrote this article or when they ch- checked this fact or whatever um people are becoming too reliant upon stuff like fact checkers and they're being a bit um lazy in the way that they seek out information um for me if something is now fact checked as incorrect i think ah It's got, there's got to be some truth in it then. There's got to be some truth in it somewhere. (laughs) There's got to (laughs) be.
1: Alright, mate we're gonna move on to the uh, trivia section uh, so uh, basically I'm gonna ask five questions on astrology and we'll see how you get on I have a feeling you're gonna smash it but <laughs> all right so first question yeah. If you were born on Christmas day, what would your star sign be? Capricorn. See, I didn't even have to read that. (laughs) You didn't have to read the multiple choice answers. Yeah, that's correct. Two, Leo is the, the word for lion in which language? A, Greek, B, Latin, or C, Spanish? Latin. Latin is correct. All right, so next question. In which century did astrology begin losing credibility among academic types? Is it A the 15th century, B the 16th century or C the 17th century?
0: When did the world become corrupt? <laughs> cult man. Um, I'm going to say the 17th century, but it's a total guess it is a uh, correct
1: total guess fair play ah yeah so that's when astronomy became more well more prominent
0: yeah that's when they fucking deceived the whole world man <laughs> astronomy and you know what if you listen to astronomers talk about it as well they they kind of like mock astrology and it's just it's funny man because they could come together in such a powerful unity uh, they could come together so powerfully um But yeah, (laughs) astronomy—it's just a joke.
1: Well, do you have uh, questions over astronomy and its legitimacy?
0: No, no, definitely not. Um, Definitely not. I've got a lot of respect for astronomy. Um, I just think they need to stop being so three-dimensional and kind of like get to grips with the fact that we are all one with the universe. Um, These these celestial bodies are not separate to us, and they, they. astronomers will be able to prove that these celestial bodies have intense amounts of energy and power and presence and, and all sorts but they don't think that's got an effect on <laughs> the human beings below it or the plants or the animals below it. it's crazy it's crazy man
1: i guess maybe it's, it can't be quantified so that's where the doubts come from just, i guess science is very fiction yeah i mean sorry no, sorry it's, it's very fact-based um so i guess whereas they feel as though well, they can't prove it because it's interesting like i told you about uh, the guy who did that study so he was an astrologer but then research he got he did research and he kind of became a, a skeptic so it's really interesting stuff man
0: i'm gonna have to look into that guy man i'm gonna have to look into that guy um just a quick point is um even the days of the week, I don't know if you saw me post about this recently on Instagram. Um, I did, yeah. Even the days of the week that we're still, we're still calling the the names of, of planets. Saturday is ruled by Saturn, Saturn Day. The S- Sunday is ruled by the sun, um, Sunday. Monday is ruled by the moon, Moon Day, Monday. Um, Tuesday uh, comes from a German mythology god called Chu who was... Um, mars basically he he was the god of mars god of war um and also in france they call tuesday mardi which is the day of mars um and, uh, in spanish it's Martes. that is true someone uh, messaged me that actually uh and wednesday in french language is mercredi uh which is Mer- ruled by mercury that day is mercury day uh, in spanish it's miracle there we go say no more man it's all there it's all there for us to see uh, Thursday is ruled by Jupiter uh, and Th- Thor was the god of thunder which is Sagittarius which is Jupiter, Jupiter rules Sagittarius, Thor Thursday and Friday uh, comes from the German mythology Frigg and in Germany I believe it's called Frigg Day or something like that um, which is the god of romantic love which in astrology is Venus. So. We're still basing our lives around these days that are called after the planets of whatever and they had a ruling body. So Babylon are out here finessing us, man. I mean they're out here finessing us on a deep level. It's all there to for us to see, it's hidden in plain sight. We're just very dumbed down. Alright, so next question.
1: What is katarchic astrology meant to help people with? A to determine who is cheating on you. B to find out the best time to start a new endeavor, or C to find the perfect spouse.
0: What was that called? Cathartic. Cathartic. Uh, cathartic. I'm gonna say spouse, but that's also a guess.
1: It was actually B to figure out the best time to start a new endeavor. Wasn't all right last question libras supposedly will do anything they can to avoid what confrontation it is confrontation (laughs) all right yeah i'll tell you one thing yeah so i was because i actually i did this like astrology quiz started to just figure out what the best question would be to ask so i'm a libra and i was like okay I like I do yeah I do very much try to avoid confrontation so let me click that and then it was right and I thought okay f- yeah okay fair enough but then I guess what I thought afterwards was okay yeah that was right for me but surely there are libras out there that like enjoy confrontation what do you, what would you say to that
0: no man no they don't
1: Look, so you don't believe there are any libras no, out there that enjoy what? confrontation you
0: know what, they do but there will always be a part of them that doesn't like it so say for instance if they've got Sun Mars, I've got a friend who's Libra. He's got Sun conjunct Mars. So Sun and Mars were right next to each other when he was born and this gives a real triggerability and a confrontational nature and like a an inner inner need to like protect your ego and fight off anyone that's trying to come for you. But he he is like that. He's he's funny man <laughs> he's funny um, he's very confrontational but I know there's a side in him and he will say it to you as well that he does not like that confrontation Like, so you can have real conflict internal internally with astrology and this um, this will come down to like your aspect which is the deeper part of it so how planets are aspecting each other sun conjunct mars for instance that's an aspect or sun opposite mars so this is like a discordant like Inner turmoil that that it can be created. So like things that you do impulsively, but inside you like, oh, why? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it will show you all sorts. So there will be Libras that will be confrontational, but there will be always be a part of them that is kind of like judging themselves for confrontation or you know whatever. Because Libras, they're kind of like to see everyone's perspective. So it's not really about like, it's not really about avoiding confront as such, it's just because they can clearly see how everyone's going to come at it or what their perspective is on things. So it's more so from that which can give them sort of an indecisiveness or lack of like lust or, or pushing any sort of like forcing anything or confronting anyone because they're kind of like very very interested in fairness, just, justness, like sort of like an equality sort of thing but it's not really that deep it's more of a theoretical level and Libra's a very because it's ruled by Venus uh, which is like harmony like it's sort of like harmonious like beauty very like it's sort of a feminine planet it is a feminine planet but Libra's a masculine sign Uh, I've gone down a rabbit hole about (laughs) Libra but yeah (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that. Cause I'm a Libra, so
0: you know what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna take. Um, you say it's an, a natal a natal chart, is it? I'll I'll sh- I'll send you the website, man. I'll send it to you on Instagram. Cafe Astrology. Just type it in. They'll give you a, a birth chart, basic birth chart reading. All right,
1: cool. I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna share that like, its findings with the listeners. Um, yeah. so that would be like directly after this interview. So once we start, oh, yeah, like in yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, cool. Sick. Alright, so... Um, last thing. So, obviously it's the end of the year, well, it's the beginning of this year. Um, I was going to say Happy New Year to you, but I saw your Instagram post about it not being... Wait, would, you, would you mind sharing that just before we finish,
0: like about it not being the, the true start of the year? Yeah. So, I'm going to try and get people to get in touch with their intuition here. So, the clock strikes 12 you've been waiting for this moment all day clock strikes clock strikes 12 31st of um, 31st of december which in itself december Deck, decagon 10 10th month there's 12 months in the year it's all there in plain sight um so the clock strikes 12 midnight 31st has now turned into the 1st of january 2021 we all know that feeling, anti-climax, because we all have been finessed at that point. So the anticlimax has come and we're just thinking, fuck, was, was that it? Everyone's vibe dies. It's over. That's it. There's been no changes. Nothing's changed. Only from a theoretical level has it changed. It hasn't changed internally. There's been no change in energy. It's a dark time everything's dead leaves are dead trees are dead there's there's no life on the planet there's nothing old people are dying there's viral infections going around which is the body cleansing itself of things that it doesn't serve anymore it's very much about death and, and like like it's still very dark time it's very dark we're in the depths of it there's nothing really that has changed so that's our intuition when that anticlimactical moment comes our intuition is telling us nothing has changed and it was all a farce but we are just still programmed to think "Oh, new year new me resolution this that the other now it gets to march the 20th everything's starting to change spring's about to start leaves are popping up bulbs bulbs on flowers are popping up everything's really starting to hot up the the sun's coming back We're starting to feel this new lease of life. This is Aries season. This is the beginning of the year. This is the true beginning of the year. Trust me. Um, This is another way we've been deceived. Um, I think it happened in around 53 BC or 153 BC. We got got finessed at that time, man. Um, So, yeah. So, Aries season, which is the first sign of the astrological calendar. The, 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 The first house is ruled by Aries. It's that's the the true true beginning of the actual year the actual calendar um and and that this and (laughs) what we've got to remember is the people that run this world are jewish um they run the banks they run hollywood um not to turn anyone off but just keep with me they run the banks they run hollywood they run the media companies they run everyone's perspective they run the world they run everything they have got total power over everything and they always have. But it's not like your average Jews. You know what I mean, it's like elite Zionist Jews. They run everything. Now, the Jewish calendar starts in March. The Chinese calendar, I believe it starts in February. I'm not too sure, but the Jewish calendar starts in March. The Sikh calendar starts in March. The, 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 the calendar that we follow is the Gregorian calendar, and that starts in January. And it just it just doesn't make sense because from an energetic perspective, nothing has changed and we're still feeling very dark. And you imagine, you imagine like when you realize that manifestation is a real tool that our mind can can do and, and, and create. We can create our existence with our mind. You imagine the effect that that is going to have on our year. We've started the year with this dead out energy this energy that's still very, very restrictive Capricorn season. It's about restriction. It's about hard work. It's about dedicated focus. It is not about fresh energy and rebirth and new new assertiveness and new energy and fresh life. It's nothing to do with that. It's about restriction. So you you think we're starting our year, the the new year, January the 1st in Capricorn season when we're feeling restricted, we're feeling like (laughs) We, we, we're trying to grow internally. We, we're, we're not starting the, the, the year with the right energy to, to what society wants me to do. Um, so I'm going to be doing something for a new year in Aries season. I'm going to be making my manifestations for the coming year in Aries season because that is the true start of the year. And like I said, October, Sept, September, that is Sept 7, October... September, yeah, it is October 8th, October, October
1: yeah. Like Ocho in uh, Spanish.
0: But... Yeah. November, December, uh, December 10, January 11th, February. I mean, January doesn't mean 11, but I'm just saying January would be the 11th month, February would be the 12th month, and March would then be the first month of the year because that is the true beginning of. The year. It's just another level of finesse that we've been programmed into.
1: Yeah. So end of the year. So it's the Apple Music replay, uh, Spotify Wrapped. So who is your most listened to artist?
0: Popcorn. Man like. Man like. Uh, M.
1: Huncho. Oh mate, yeah, he's sick, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, who else was it now, Um, Popcorn, M Huncho, could have been Maverick Sabre or someone along them lines, Drake was in there, do you know what all of these people have got in common? They're all water signs, so Popcorn's a Cancer, M Huncho's a Scorpio, Drake's a Scorpio with a Cancer moon, so there's a lot of water. In there, I like emotional music. Ah, oh, of Paper, another another water sign, <laughs> Scorpio. I love I love something that I can connect to on an emotional level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's all very like emotion-based music. Like it's all very soft, very fluid, very like very feminine. Do you know what I mean? Masculine but feminine. I know it's Em Huncho. I know it's Em Huncho. But the way he the way he raps and the way he does his mumble rapping. Is different than anyone
1: else yeah, and the melodies man, like he's very melodic music, but...
0: yeah, yeah, and same with pot of paper he 's different in in the way he does it as well, because he is coming from a straight emotional perspective, I know' yeah. he's scorpio it's dark it 's dark water, but you can feel what he 's saying he's he's being real with it, um he's not coming really from an ego perspective he 's coming more so from look at my struggle, look at my pain, this is my emotion putting it out there do you know what i mean Whole tight pot of paper man yeah, <laughs> sickest guy trust me training day three training day three was sick
1: see i hadn't really listened to much of him but my guy he was big onto him like so i downloaded that tape bro it's unreal man so sick trust me all right jim anything you want to say before we end things
0: yeah man thank you for having me on man i really appreciate the fact that you've uh you've 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 thought that i'd be good on the podcast man it's uh it's, it's it's nice to know man thank you thank you for the opportunity and, and and thank you for having me on honestly
1: my pleasure man like ever since you agreed to come on i've been really been looking forward to it like i enjoyed even just doing the, the research for it like it's funny how you you said you meant you got down a bit of a rabbit hole uh earlier when we were talking when you were talking about astrology and it's like i almost did when i was researching um so yeah man like it, i really enjoyed it and i really appreciate you coming on and um, all the best with the business man
0: yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Same to you. All the best with the podcast. I hope it takes off the weight. Respect,
1: respect, man. Tell the people where they can
0: find you. Yeah, man. Uh, Instagram is probably my most used platform. Uh, and that's at underscore Jimmy's Poe. J-I-M-I-S-P-O-E. <laughs> that legendary app, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, and the brand as well the brand brand is Dawn of Aquarius so that's D-A-W-N of Aquarius (laughs) A-Q-U-A-R is it I-U-S underscore D-O-A Dawn of Aquarius underscore D-O-A and uh, we've got a website it's dawnofaquarius.co.uk sick, nice, well I make you check that out
1: guys Uh, Jim, thanks again for coming on
0: yep, thanks man thanks for having me respect bro See you later, brother.
1: Safe. man like Jim you know, man I really enjoyed that episode, shout him out man, i really 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 glad that he came on, and yeah man a, there was a lot in there honestly, I would recommend that you look into some of the stuff that he said, I myself watched the straw man um, program that he recommended on YouTube, And yeah man, it's really interesting and I definitely think you should check that out. I think once you do, if you do, it'll kind of open your eyes a little bit more. It will kind of get a deeper understanding of the stuff that Jim was on about today. Now, he did question the sort of um, legitimacy, I wanna say, of full facts. So that's where I got the information on the Magna Carta. So, I thought I'd have a little look into, you know, where, where they get their funding. Uh, they were very open with it, to be fair. So it says that they have, in terms of being neutral, they have rigorous safeguards in place at every level of our organisation to ensure our neutrality. These have been carefully constructed based on advice from our boards and examples ranging from Amnesty International to the BBC. They include the cross-party board, fundraising safeguards, a conflict of interests policy, restrictions on staff political activity, feedback processes, operating guidelines, external reviews and more. They also have all of the donors over the last few years Um, so they are quite transparent so no evidence of them uh, feeding back to a left wing organisation but that's not to say that there aren't charities that do or are funded by left wing organisations so yeah there you go I just wanted to look into that but yeah article 61 was taken out of the Magna Carta by the Pope a year after it was written. So uh, yeah, that's something worth looking into. But yeah, back to astrology. Now, before I talk about my natal chart, the study that I cited uh, was by Jeffrey Dean and Ivan Kelly, this is in 2003. Uh, So if you just search those two names Jeffrey Dean and Ivan Kelly And you will find the paper There's actually quite a bit of work By Jeffrey Dean It's pretty interesting You know, just the fact that he was an astrologer And then he kind of found enough evidence To uh, Become a sceptic So, yeah man Now Onto my natal chart I was quite Intrigued to do this You know I've never really been into Astrology You know the thought of When people uh, Blame their behaviours on their star signs I I do kind of cringe a little bit (laughs) But Yeah I went into this with an open mind And I was Surprised I, I can't even lie I was reading some of this stuff And I was like bruh I was like Is that Yeah So I'm gonna go through some of the stuff It was actually quite detailed So this is Cafe Astrology That I used So the first website that Jim mentioned And yeah Let me go through some of it So Sun in Libra The sun in the chart shows our character Personal identity and ego Libra natives are thought to be sociable, somewhat intellectual souls. So I'm thinking, okay, that's a good start. Man is intellectual. <laughs> they have an almost innocent way about them that makes them very approachable, generally quite eager to cooperate. Librans spend a lot of their time trying not to rock the boat. Society needs rules. And these rules attempt to bring justice, equality, and fairness. On an individual level, Libra represents these laws of civilization. As a Libra, you are very civilized and rather refined. You are diplomatic and fair. You can be indecisive and can suffer from paralysis by analysis, but you also see many different points, sorry, many different levels of any situation, and can always see others' points of view. That sounds pretty accurate, I can't lie Like I think I am very diplomatic and (laughs) I can be very indecisive So yeah, let's continue Ascendant in Libra The Ascendant defines in part the first impression we make on others in a personal rather than professional sense It represents our physical appearance, our bodies and overall health and the body-ego. It can be the mask or costume you wear to greet the world. All right, so this, that was just, you know, the ascendant and then on to me or Libras. Everybody seems to like people with your Libra rising sign. You just come across as exceptionally nice, pleasant and fair. While the condition of Venus in your chart can modify this, Many of you give an easy, warm, and approachable first impression. I think that is me. I think I am quite approachable. I'm friendly straight off the bat. And I just wanna get friendly with her. Wanna get friendly with her. Um, yeah, man. Well, if anyone disagrees, well, <laughs> at me in it. All right. You are wonderfully gracious and accommodating. Making you a real asset to any group. Damn right, man's an asset. You are a remar- You are remarkably... Bleh, you are remarkably skilled at negotiating and harmonizing. You are a people person, and you're always intrigued by how people interact with one another. Cooperation comes very easily to you. In fact, it's usually your first instinct. Yeah. Sounds about right. Alright, Moon in Cancer The moon in the signs reveals much about our habits, reactions and instincts It shows how we express and deal with our emotions Most obvious in our homes or in private, our moon sign reveals our innermost needs With your moon in Cancer, you are very able to get in touch with the feelings and moods of others Often you can be considerably wrapped up in yourself and the world of your feelings too. Yeah, that's um, that's kind of spot on. Like, I can pick up on vibes and I can... Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me not digress. Your memories of the past are outstanding, especially for all things emotional. You are never detached. You cling to things, your home and people you care for. It's kind of moist, but true. (laughs) You seek out security and familiarity in all you do. You look for peace and quiet. Your attachment to all that is safe means you can be a little leery of change. Um, I don't know about that. Like, I feel like I'm open to change, but I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) let me continue. Moon in Cancer people are peace-loving souls who dislike superficiality in all of its forms. With your Cancer moon, you are devoted and accommodating. Some people with this moon accumulate things in an attempt to feel secure. Yeah, some people, but not me. But you've been pretty spot on so far. Because of your strong attachment to and memory of the past, people in your life may complain that you dwell a little bit too much. In truth, you may dwell on hurts long after everyone else has moved on. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) When you feel you've been taken for granted, which may happen often, you may not always confront others directly. This is when you're inclined to use roundabout ways to get others' attention. In fact, when you're feeling insecure, you can become manipulative, um, home truth and that yeah. See, I'd never thought that I'd I've been manipulative, but I guess part of this is maybe reading reading into it and reflecting on yourself. So I guess that's something to to, to think about. Mercury and Scorpio. What's your communication style? How do you make decisions? How do you pick up, process, absorb, and exchange information? With Mercury in Scorpio, you're exceptionally perceptive. I feel like that is true. You're on an eternal quest to get to the very heart of any matter. Eh, eh, I think I'm too lazy for that, but (laughs) this trait appears in anything that requires thought, and in almost every conversation you have. And again, I'm here doing a podcast, so maybe that is uh, oh snap! <laughs> Yo, whole tight gym man. Ah, <laughs> uh, totally fearless when it comes to diving into depths that nobody else wants or even thinks to explore. You excel at learning the source and the cause. Sorry, the core of any problem or issue. I hear that. I hear that, like, I'm always down for like a deep meaningful chat You might catch man in the smoking area having a a heart-to-heart with a brother that I've just met even though man don't even smoke (laughs) Uh, You're blessed or cursed depending on how you want to look at it with the observation skills of a surveillance camera seeming to see and know all may I wish Sometimes you can be dark because of your tendency to focus on the false to get the truth you detest superficiality you can come across as suspicious and can annoy other more optimistic people with a slightly cynical or what they may feel is paranoid take on things from time to time and I am so cynical I am a cynic yeah man (laughs) alright last section that I'm going to share with you guys Venus in Scorpio how do you attract things, situations, and people into your life? Venus rules our sentiments, what we value, and the pleasure we take in life. With your Venus in the fixed water sign, Scorpio, you attract others to you with your intensity and willingness to commit. You have a strong and concentrating, sorry, concentrated manner that suggests your feelings run deep. Your actions in love have a way of promising deep commitment and sexual pleasure even if you're not communicating this directly Hope you listen to this ladies Jeez, I'm just messing <laughs> But I do hope you're listening A significant part of your appeal lies in your focus on a person you care about as well as your dedication Venus in Scorpio seems fearless when it comes to intimacy Pot- Potential lovers get the feeling that you will never stray that you're intensely loyal to the one you love. You possess a person, and somehow make it seem attractive to be possessed. Maybe I'm not the best to comment on that, but still, <laughs> could be me. It does sound like me. I kind couldn't of even lie, ladies. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Although the primary drive is toward intense closeness, blind faith in your partner may be challenging. Fears of being too vulnerable or of giving up your own power to others is strong. If you've been hurt in the past, you don't want to expect it in the future, but it's tough for you to forget. Jeez, I am have to start playing Drake Marvin's Room. This is a, (laughs) oh damn. Your feelings last. You're passionate and rarely forget, although your all or nothing attitude in love does mean that once something is over, it's truly over. However, while you can end an attachment to a person, you may dwell on the relationship experience with them for a lifetime, not what I wanted to hear. It's difficult to put your feelings, which are deep and complex, into words at times. So yeah, man, that's a snippet of my natal chart and yeah fair play like i think i'm still maybe a skeptic but i can't really argue with that like jim says he said that he's never seen an, an inaccurate natal chart reading and that was pretty accurate a friend of mine listened to the show last week and he, he messaged me and he uh, was talking about astrology and he said he had taken a natal chart before and he said it was pretty accurate something that he said that i think really did hit the nail on the head is some stuff on there you don't want to perceive as being part of you but accepting that they are and having that knowledge enabled you to work on them leads to a level of spiritual growth and yeah yeah man that's why there was some stuff on there maybe that i didn't share that i was like is that me like and yeah you kind of do take a look at yourself so i would actually recommend everyone do their natal chart so that's cafe astrology you just need to type in the day you were born and the time you were born but yeah man again shout out jim anyway i feel like i've taken up a lot of your time today so let me just recommend the show and leave The show this week is Bojack Horseman, now this is one of my favourite shows, definitely one of my favourite cartoons, basically it's a world where humans and animals live side by side like like a cat would be working in a bar serving a deer who's having a drink with a human and it's just normal. the main character Jack Horseman, so he was the star of uh, a really big TV show in the 90s. But since that show, he's not really done much of his career. He's just like you know some Hollywood D-list celebrity, and yeah, he's 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 dealing with a lot. You know, he's there's a lot of uh, depression and self-loathing and. Yeah, it can be quite. It, it can be a lot. Someone told me that they couldn't watch the show because it was too depressing. <laughs> but it is actually really, really funny. In between the depression and self-loathing, um, it's quite dr- dry humor at times. And sometimes it's just, it's just sometimes it's just funny. Like do you know what I mean? Like great show, man. Great show. Can't recommend it enough. So there are. 6 series but I think the last series is split into 2 8 episode mini series um, 30 minutes ish per episode and it is on Netflix quite a strong cast uh, some good cameos in there as well yeah man, checked it out alright man I feel like this has been a long episode well I can see on the screen how long it's been <laughs> Um, But yeah man Big ups for listening Again I want to say Big up to Jim Great guest Another shout out to Jay For producing all the music For this podcast This tune in particular Sometimes I'm just in my yard Just humming it Like Hold tight Jay Big up Larry David Shout out Jurgen Klopp Rest in peace Black the Ripper And I'll see you all next week Safe